18 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Now uh, we go under the microscope and uh, touching on a story we picked up in our community focus yesterday, a story out in uh, Port St. John's in the province of the Eastern Cape, up in Bumakoloni. Now uh, it seems a project uh, within which uh, the government has poured around 43 million uh, up to this point has been reported to have stalled so much so that this dairy project has seen at least 350 cows starved to death. Now, the Eastern Cape's new Rural Development and Agrarian Reform, MEC, Nongubela Peters, has appointed a team of senior officials to conduct an investigation after she visited the farm on Monday to see for herself and to interact with stakeholders in an effort to address the situation. And I guess the situation, as we would have heard earlier, is that of uh, rotting carcasses left uh, lying in open fields, I guess waiting for Ramakalanga or waiting for vultures there. And uh, many uh, dairy cows uh, that continue to go uh, without being milked. I'm joined on the line by the DDG for Agricultural Development uh, in the Eastern Cape's uh, Department of Rural Development and Agrarian Reform, and that's Leon Kutsia. Leon, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to your listeners. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Leon, maybe just give us some brief context here as to the genesis of this particular project. We know it was started around 2005 by, you know, residents of the Mandusini village. Uh, Talk to us about, I guess, you know, the stage in which the government became involved in this particular project and, uh, I guess, the the set of developments or circumstances that have led to the situation that the MEC uh, witnessed on Monday. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, the the project started uh, uh, in the in the early 2000s. The concept thereof started oh, there, yeah. and after some social facilitation and a, a, a sound resource uh, analysis, it became evident that it, indeed a dairy would be feasible in that area, considering that it has got high potential. It's a frost-free area, and it's got lots of irrigation water. And so the the department then proceeded to do the uh, the planning of of the whole process with a view to provide the infrastructure that would be required. Remember, it's on communal land oh, yeah. that belongs to the community, and and the view was to plan and put in place the necessary infrastructure that uh, that takes place in that area. Mm, mm. Just give us an example. What kind of infrastructure are you talking about? I mean, for some people. You know, city slickers who might not be familiar with, um, you know, the kind of, I guess, capital investment that goes into a dairy operation. Yeah, obviously a dairy enterprise is capital intensive. Uh, as you know, it's an expensive enterprise to get mm. started. The type of infrastructure that is required is is obviously the the dairy the, the dairy parlor uh, and its associated infrastructure, the bulk milk tanks, uh, the milking facility, storage facilities, etc. And, and then, in addition to that, you, you cannot just have the infrastructure for milking the cows. You've also got to have extensive uh, irrigation infrastructure mm. fencing to, uh, to be able to produce enough fodder and pastures for the cows to produce optimally sure. through, throughout the year. So, and it also includes not only the cows that are being milked, but also their followers, the heifers and the pregnant cows that mm. are yeah yeah now now i would think i mean a lot of the infrastructure that you've just mentioned uh, the government would have invested in or co-invested in uh, in this particular project um at full capacity i mean how many liters of raw milk would um, this particular project be able to produce 
Well, at the, at its optimal uh, 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 levels, if it's if it was fully operational, it would carry 300 cows at uh, cows in milk at any uh, given point. Mm. Uh, I, I, a good average would at least be 20 liters per cow per day, uh, which will render it to be approximately 6,000 liters per day mm. in, uh, in uh, just under normal production circumstances at the minimum level. Sure, sure. Any offtakes? Like any offtake agreements with um, you know other entities or that uh, and processes that would have, you know, uh, in an ideal situation, committed themselves to buying up some of that production. Yes, indeed. In, uh, you, you, uh, just, uh, you must note that in that area, milk is pre- predominantly, so to speak, imported into that area, milk and milk yes. products. So yeah. no, there's no production that's really taking place and, and, and uh, also processing of milk. But yes, indeed, they, there has been an off-track agreement with a major dairy uh, in, in Buffalo City uh, uh. that has been taking up the milk. But that, that is... That is, so to speak, an interim measure. The ideal would be to process, specialize, and market the milk uh, locally there. And, and uh, in the original plan, that was sure, also part sure. of the plan to process the, uh, the milk yeah. there and make it available. Obviously, the, also the community around there is also in need of uh, affordable, fresh milk. Mm. To be to be consumed locally and 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 sold from the dairy. Yeah, yeah. So now that we've painted the ideal, Leon, what exactly has happened um, to get to the sad state of affairs that um, not only the DA but even the MEC uh, sort of bared witness to on Monday? Uh, I have only to be honest with you. The the uh, if if one it, it's not going to help us now to blame to play a blame game. It's a, a, an aggregate of various factors that contribute, contributed to the current state in which the dairy is. Mm. Others is the, the, the state of readiness of, of the infrastructure and the farm itself to accept cows. Uh, it wasn't ready at that stage when the cows were delivered there. In other words, the pastures were not were not planted properly. Hmm. The irrigation system was partially developed mm-hmm. and not fully operational, which led uh, to a situation where the the the, the feed that uh, that's produced on the farm, which is the major input into any dairy, came uh, came to a point where the where it was insufficient. Mm-hmm. And that in turn led to uh, huge reductions in the in the production of milk by the cows uh, itself, and and then and then uh, it speaks for itself sure, the, the, sure. the cash flow problems that yeah, that were. Yeah. Leon, I, I want us to pause here for a second and take a quick spot break. When we come back, um, I want us to maybe touch on two things: one, key lessons from this particular experience, and then two, and most importantly, what's going to be done about this situation to ensure that this particular dairy farm out in Mantusini gets back to full production. We'll continue with uh, Leon Kutsia after this brief break. Nine minutes it is before the top of the hour, and uh, this evening we're shining a spotlight on uh, the Mantusini uh, dairy farm out in the Eastern Cape, uh, where reports have come out and uh, talking about, uh, I guess, uh, some of the challenges in this particular story, where around 350 cows have uh, starved to death uh, in a project that many would have hoped would have been a flagship project able to transform the profile of dairy production in the province 
And uh, many, I think, of our listeners would know that uh, much of the dairy production in that province happening in that coastal strip, and I guess uh, new areas expected for growth, uh, being in the former Siskai and Transkai areas, one of which, of course, is this area outside of Port St. John's. I'm joined on the line by Leon Kutsia, DDG, uh, within the Department of Rural Development and Agrarian Reform. And Leon, uh, just uh, just uh, as I said, I guess, a few seconds ago, um, you know, the Eastern Cape, um, one of the really dominant raw milk producers um, in South Africa, uh, probably not uh, producing as much, I guess, when it comes to the export value of some of our dairy products that come out of the province, uh, which speaks to a value addition challenge. But the other challenge has often been about transforming the geographic location and even the demographic profile of people in that sector. Uh, I recall having a chat here with, uh, you know, one of the dairy processors in the province. Uh, and w- a lot of them spoke at length, I guess, about, you know, the the transformation projects that are underway, you know, in places like Middle Drift, Whittlesea. You know, I know the Forte Farm as well is involved in some of these initiatives um, and, and I sit here and ask myself, you know, one would have thought a project like this would have also been a demonstration of these initiatives to transform the sector, but also effectively serve as, um, you know, a hub that might even attract additional investments in that area that is seen by many as the future of dairy farming in the province. Um, what lessons have you learned from this particular experience? And more importantly, I guess, how will it inform how you act in other areas uh, where such uh, transformation initiatives are pursued. Uh, thank you, uh, Ayobonga. Maybe, maybe just a correction, uh, and that is that not all 350 cows have died. There are still cows left. They, 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 uh, 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 cattle have died. Mm. How, many, how many have died? Uh, the, the currently, you want to go and do your calculations. Uh, there are currently 148 cows on site, plus mm. another 70 heifers, follower, follower heifers that okay. are being grown out. So, mm. not all the ca- cattle uh, die. That's maybe just a correction okay. from right. our side. Yeah, in terms of uh, key lessons, uh, uh, obviously, the report that will be emanating from from the specialists that will be uh, that will be go- doing the investigation and looking at at all the the uh, historical as well as future future uh, potentials of of the project will give us some uh, some uh, concrete information in terms of uh, uh, the lessons that could be there. But a few that we can, uh, uh, however, say in advance is that uh, a, a project of a capital-intensive project of this nature has to be done in accordance with a sound uh, a development plan in collaboration with the, with the community, mm. as well as with the sector, the, the relevant commodities. In, the, in this case, the dairy commodities, so that we, so that everyone knows exactly what what needs to happen when, and that we ensure that it indeed happens when it is planned. And not uh, uh, spanning the, the the horse before the cart, so to speak, uh, in terms of first having cows and then worrying about the feed, etc. Mm. So, so those that that is a key lesson, and then obviously a, a very important lesson, and that is um, when you are partnering, when you establish a partnership, there must be vested interest by all the parties. That are involved. So, in other words, partners uh, uh, should stand to lose something and not may, uh, be merely uh, management agents that have got nothing to lose, whether it works or not, they get paid. So, mm. so it, be, it should be a, 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 
conducive partnership arrangement, which uh, which is uh, regularly monitored by 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 government by ourselves to see that there's equitable distribution on that. Mm. This is, in terms of the plans ahead, indeed, uh, 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 you've also alluded to that, and that was that the uh, team of specialists, dairy specialists, uh, engineers, uh, uh, pasture scientists, and so on, that are now uh, investigating and looking at the whole project. And that, that will be a key, um, uh, 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 that will guide the plans ahead for, for us in terms of the project. And then, obviously, in the short term, we are delivering seed uh, uh, in, by means of dairy milk, licks, and goose, and to the project to, to just to support the animals uh, in the meantime until mm. the system has, has, has settled itself. Uh, remember, it's got a huge potential to produce all the feed itself, but due to the challenges that we uh, set there, yeah. uh, the ability to produce the feed was was quite quite limited. So we'll we'll, we'll provide uh, a feed for for now for at least for five months, and then obviously some seed and fertilizer to establish pasture so that it can sustain itself. Sure. And then in terms of access to market, I mean, any any prospect of uh, you know really trying to convene. Uh, the investor community here to maybe underwrite the value addition I was talking about. I mean, uh, sitting as I am here, coming as I do from the Eastern Cape, it makes no sense, you know, that we're the largest producer of raw milk and uh, probably nowhere near the top three when it comes to the export value of our dairy products as a province. Um, how do we make sure projects like Mantusine and maybe other projects as well that are scattered across the province, uh, Middle Drift, uh, Shiloh out in Whittle Sea, uh, and many others uh, also contribute, I guess, to further value addition and, and uh, agro-processing and the industrialization of the province. Yes, it, uh, indeed. There's a, a, there's a huge potential along the, shall I say, the eastern coastal belt. Remember that mm. the current, uh, the current uh, 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 production is primarily on the southwestern seaboard. Yes. Uh, so so uh, there's a huge potential, natural potential, towards the east. Of, of, of the province to, to do not only dairy, but all sorts of, of intensive crops. The, the bottom line of, of, of adding value to that and, and establishing uh, export markets and, and further processing even domestic markets is in getting enough milk produced mm, uh, mm. and to justify uh, uh, processing because uh, indeed the market lies uh, in that area, firstly, in terms of the domestic market uh, mm. for own, uh, 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 consumption purposes, and then obviously the exports of 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 uh, 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 processed produce. However, we are subjected to high levels of competition in terms of the dairy industry for imports. In terms of the mm. import, mm. our competitors can are exporting maize. Dairy and dairy products into the country at, at ridiculously low prices, mm. which which makes us we'll have to sharpen our pens in terms of pencils in terms yeah. of getting these. But uh, Leon, where's the master plan for the sector? I mean, everywhere I go, I'm hearing about a poultry master plan, auto master plan. Where's our dairy master plan? Yeah, indeed, there is a dairy master plan uh, that exists. It, it consists of corridors. Mm. Uh, we've identified specific commodity corridors across the province, not limited to dairy per se, where we would focus our support programs 
in terms of those uh, uh, well-adjusted com- commodities in the province, for instance, the, uh, in this case, dairy products, mm. where you do the development not only uh, on, not on a small scale, but on a feasible scale to allow these uh, uh, these commodities to thrive, and it's obviously done in collaboration with commodity groupings, sure. Uh, sure. which that includes the marketers and the processors, mm. et so that we so that we understand where the produce is going uh, uh, prior to getting it uh, going. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, we're going to have to leave it there, Leon, but, uh, I mean, I just want to maybe close off with a comment that maybe it's, it's worth, you know, uh, putting applications down as an industry to the GTAC. I mean, it doesn't make sense that many nations out in Europe whose sectors are subsidized or dropping, you know, tons and tons of raw milk and powdered milk in South Africa. Uh, and effectively driving prices down when clearly this is a sector that can employ a considerable amount of people at scale in the provinces where we certainly uh, are having an employment challenge such as the Eastern Cape. But Leon, we'll have to leave it there. Certainly hope we can catch up again and thank you very much for your time. Thank you too, Ndiabulad. cool. Leon Kutsia there out uh, in the Eastern Cape, the uh, DDG uh, for Agricultural Development uh, in the Department of Rural Development and Agrarian Reform, Mpoma Koloni, and uh, talking to us about uh, that sad story out in Mandusini. And uh, we're going to be uh, certainly following that one, not the last time we're going to talk about that particular story, because certainly of uh, the latent potential that the dairy and agro-processing sector has in rural provinces like Imbumakoloni. It's a little after 9 p.m. and uh, we're going to have to leave it here, folks. The man with the music is with you from 9 right through Susogo at midnight. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa gombona kutubela na nangoku. Siya ibanga. Le ikonome.